1: with what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring, And created DDP Yoga it's time, it's Working out combined with the eating habits It was a huge difference I felt so much better It's a
0: lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around It's pretty cool, it's more than important, I just want to be alive I'm down about 110 pounds
1: <laughs> DDP Yoga can work for anyone Bang!
2: DDP DDP, DDP. Rio. Well, geez. Hello, my fellow DPO warriors. Is, that is the perfect representation of what today was. I go to go live on Facebook Live because we do this crossover gimmick where, uh, you know, you kind of bring people over to the show. And I have been so frantic today as I'm starting the Facebook Live thing. My iPad comes crumbling down, knocks my mic over, my phone over. So this is the kind of chaos you can expect if you're watching this live uh, via Facebook Live on GDP, uh, uh, the Facebook page. Come on over to the GDP radio. I'm not even connecting at this point, so I don't know what I'm doing. But if you can see this, come over there. We're having a good time. Crystal and myself, uh, party time, so I hope you guys are well. All right, I don't know if that went out or what, but holy shit, my world just went through chaos in just an instance. Welcome to GDP Radio Live, right here at com. It is I, Michael D. Mullins, Mike at 90% dot com, as always, uh, being joined by the one and only, uh, She's uh, the Canadian cold player herself. <laughs> oh, Yay! <yeah>. Uh, <laughs> uh, Crystal Stewart is uh, is my co-host tonight. Uh, Hayden is going to yes, have the I night am. off because he is a busy man. He's had to cart Josh McAdoo's ass around all weekend. So uh, <laughs> we that will grant him some, some vacation time uh, if there ever <laughs> was one. But how are you, Crystal?
1: I'm really well. How are you? <laughs>
2: Ah, oh, I'm lovely. All right. Now that we got <laughs> the whole uh, that out of the way. Um, it was so actually really very you, funny. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you're watching live, but I'm sure anyone who's watching the Facebook Live video is going to is get a kick out of it. You have no idea the chaos. So, see, first of all, I live in a world of chaos. Katie Nolan, my, my, my fiancée, her 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 line is every time I go in I just walk over and knock stuff over. She goes, You're like a bull in a china shop and it's true. Like um, there you I go. try to comp <laughs> I try to get things done quickly and, and efficiently and then therefore leave a path of destruction in my wake. And uh, <laughs> so um but uh, that's what we do here on DDP radio. It's Mike Mullen's path of destruction which Hayden and Crystal uh sweep up nicely after me as I walk by. <laughs> but it's gonna be a we fun try. show tonight, like I said. Yes. Like I said, um, you know, it's been kind of a chaotic day. I'm trying to get this all together, and we were kind of all on different pages because I had previous uh, engagements today. I had stuff going on. Hayden's not going to be able to make it because he was running all over the place. So, And I know that you've had some exciting news today, so we kind of missed uh, each other all day long, and we're trying to pull this all together last minute. Um, but I'm glad we, you and I got to connect, and we're going to have a fun show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I'm really
1: looking forward to it. Should be fun. First
2: things first, I I think you need to give a little love to your sister over there because I heard uh, that you got some awesome tickets for an upcoming show in Toronto. I I did. My sister,
1: God bless her heart, she um, was so kind to finagle me floor seat tickets for Coldplay. So I'm very excited. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, that's I think awesome. she just wanted to your sister her a Chris beer. Martin? How yeah. did you
2: get cold pleased?
1: <laughs> well, I I don't know. I don't know how she did it. I'm not gonna ask any questions. I just told her, <laughs> you know,
2: we'll just run
1: with it. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It's always yeah. cool when you can you know, when you can do that for family and stuff like that and um it's it's gonna be a fun show. I've I have seen them live a couple times and um uh, they're one of those bands that just I like their music uh, you know recorded but when you see them live it really kind of adds to their to their whole uh, complete package and I'm excited that you're going to get to go to it
1: yeah I'm really excited I'm a huge music fan and I just I love music and of course anyone who knows me really really well knows I'm a sucker for an accent so yeah should be a good time should be a good time <laughs>
2: Uh, well, that that sounds like a lot of fun. I think we're on the same page here, but the, the best thing about summer for me is the live music. Um, there's so much great yeah. live music available at your fingertips, and um, anyone who knows me knows that I I have a huge love of music, and also, um, to tie things back into the DDP Yoga uh, kind of show, um, mm-hmm. m- music it plays a huge part of, of, of DDP Yoga workouts, and You know Dallas' playlist, he's always got blazing in the background, and I think all of us at some point um, have created a DDP Yoga playlist, and i got to ask you, when you're working out, when you're hitting the mat, when you're firing it up, when you're looking for that extra push, what are you jamming to?
1: Um, I jam literally to everything, so it's Fall Out Boy, it's god smack it's it's everything i listen to everything harry connick jr i i'm kind of a mixed bag i listen to anything that you know just fits in the moment you know and if you're looking to push a little harder you know the music tends to be a little harder a little more on edge and if you're looking for a cool down then you know you go something lighter or warm up is a little lighter,
2: maybe, but yeah, it
1: it doesn't really matter to me. I can justify just about any song.
2: That's, that's you mentioned Godsmack, I mean, which I I'm a New England kid. I'm from from Boston and New Hampshire, and uh, yeah, there Sully you go. from Godsmack is Sully from Godsmack is around our our area. He grew up around our area, and pretty much yep. if you're a New Englander, and I worked in, I worked in rock radio for so many years. So every time you go anywhere and someone finds out you work in rock radio, everyone in New England at some point his sister dated Sully, or he was neighbors with Sully, or his brother used to fight with Sully. Everyone has a story that somehow comes back to Sully, Sully, Sully from Godsmack. It's, it's pretty funny. Dude, <laughs> my brother, my brother's wife, he once dated Sully from Godsmack, and you hear the same thing like from everybody. Like, That's it's so one of those awesome. things. Um, those, those kind of masks, you know. You know when people, I, I hear it from, from Mick Foley when we saw him at the uh, at the in Raleigh here a couple of years ago. we were having a conversation after the show, um, Katie, myself, and uh, Johnny Fairplay of all people. And Mick was saying oh. that he goes, he said, he said, people remember things differently, and and people, they're not necessarily lying, but their 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 memory has kind of tricked them. He said, I swear to God, I've met. 200,000 people that were there the night I fell off hell in the cell. I'm sure you watched it live <laughs> on pay-per-view, but there was only 12,000 people there. But people just made mm-hmm. a memory. I'm sure not everybody's sister trying who I ever met dated Sully, but it's funny how that kind of happens, you know? oh yeah that's so oh. cool
1: I really want to meet Tully. so but you know I'm not one of those stories yet so I have a Papa Roach <laughs> story so but other than that oh, I gosh. mean it's good I mean I you know yeah music's music it's a yeah. wonderful
2: thing oh yeah and that's you know that's what that's the thing too is you know, with the DDP of the workouts, you're not going to sit there in a crowded gym. I can't stand going, if I go to the gym and I forget my headphones, I last about two seconds because yeah, I just the chaos around you.
1: Yeah, I prefer being, I call it being plugged in. I'm plugged in to, um, I call it, it's my distraction. It's not anything outside of me. It's, just my distraction and the music usually plays pretty well with that because I I'm solely focused on my workouts and the music, you know, and the, and the energy and the vibe it brings, but you know, it just, it's a way to block everything else out.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's so true. I, I, Katie, you know, we will every day, you know, she'll come home and off my headphones and I live inside of my earbuds. She calls it Mike going into my cleanse. Because once Mike, Mike <laughs> land, nothing exists outside of Mike land. No, she, no one can hear me. I can't hear anybody. I, I just go about my business. And it's one of those things that, like, when I get overwhelmed or just like done with the day, I just headphones, yeah. Mike lands, don't bother me in here. And it's, um, it's it's one of those things you gotta do. what You gotta do. And that's kind sure. of uh, you know a theme that we've kind of we've gone over here. Uh, in DDP Radio is we've all dealt with bullshit. We've all got things that yep. trigger a bad day, a bad mood, and like DDP Yoga, life is all about kind of customizing to make you know we make life bearable to get us through. We all find quirks and, and 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 ticks and and reactions and and just kind of crutches to get us through. And you know a lot of times when you see somebody and you think they're crazy and they're they're quirky and. You know, they're probably finding a way to get through their day, and they've adapted in ways that kind of help them survive. And absolutely that's, you know, life in general. It's just we're all here trying to get through our workout, get through our days, and finding a way which we can create a, a zone in the workout, in life, in our fitness, that we can feel comfortable existing in. And that's the only way we can survive it.
1: Yeah, I remember my sister told me one time, you know, when we were busy having kids and doing that whole thing. And it was a, we called it a mummy meltdown moment. And it was one of those moments where you, You just kind of take a deep breath in and you sigh, and as your head hits the pillow, at the end of the day, you just say to whoever is, you know, listening around, if you believe in anything other, you know, a higher power, and you just say, you know, by the grace of God, I'm going to be a better person tomorrow. It's going to be a better day. It's going to be a better person. I'll try harder tomorrow, whatever. I mean, we all have those moments where, you know, it's, I don't know, I I kind of think of them as a defining moment. You have two choices in, in any of those given moments, and it's either give up or
2: push forward, plow through it. Exactly. And, and like what you said, it's a defining moment, but you also said that you have choices, and that's so important, and that's kind of a topic I want to talk about today. Right? We were going to kind of sure. go in this kind of free form, free form and discuss, and then We're going to try to find something that clicks, and I think that is a perfect clicking topic for us tonight because you said you have a moment, a wake-up moment, where everything kind of clicks for you, but also you have a choice to take advantage of that moment too. I think so many people, when they listen to people's, you know, whether it be I got sober or, or I started eating healthy or I went all in on my GDP yoga workouts, they think of it as some kind of divine kind of... Switch that flips, and suddenly everything's okay, no. which can't no. be more than the more you know, you can have that moment where you decide I have to make a change here, but then you have to take that change and make a choice to change. And it's not, uh, you, I was this way one day, and now I just eat nothing but celery and vegetables and work out on my GDP yoga mat seven hours a day. That's not going to happen. And I think that kind no. of that you know, preaching that kind of mentality is so detrimental to people who don't have that moment and realize, okay, I'm right. on the mat. And I want to lose weight, but it's just, it's not that, that, that clear to me. It's not that flip switching. It's such, you know, it's hard. It really is. It's hard to sit on, get on the mat it. when you have a long day. When you're you're talk about mommy moment, you know, you're being mommy all day and you've got so much going on to get on the mat at night sometimes sucks. And that's where I feel oh. we make people feel insignificant when we tell them that it's, easy you know it's not
1: easy it's not easy it really is um it's an eternal bat. like it really it's an internal battle that goes on all day every day and for me i mean i can only speak for me but i know because i stand in my own shoes I mean, yes, my shoes have, you know, a couple more lace holes than others, mind you, but um, that being said, I mean, I, some of my issues make things harder on a daily basis, but that's never a reason not to do it, or at least mm-hmm. attempted. Yeah, I mean, it really is, I have two things that I always say, and I mean, if, you know, when you're ready to give yourself a pity party or, you know, you have a sibling that's riding you or whatever the case may be, your boss is kind of giving you grief or whatever, you, there's, a, there's a moment there and you have the option of being a priority or, or making something an option. And I decided a long time ago for myself that I was never going to be an option for anything. I was either going to be a priority and I was going to make being healthy or as healthy as I can be a priority and not an option. And that's important. That's, and for me personally, that's, that's my switch. Remember we were just talking about a switch. That's my switch. That's, that's my ruler for everything.
2: Yep. That's, that's awesome. And it's so helpful too. Um, Because uh, as I know more than anybody, I I had gotten myself in amazing shape, had a few setbacks and health issues that I've discussed on the show before, and I always promised myself I'd never let myself fall back into that that spot. I'd never let myself fall back. And while it's great to have a positive attitude, you also have to be humble enough to know that none of us are beneath struggling because... As soon as I let my guard down and I thought I had this, as soon as things became difficult and things started to slide, I wouldn't acknowledge the slide, and it didn't exist to me. So it was ignored, and if it ignored, it wasn't real. And then it just kept sliding down and down until I found myself uh, you know, gaining a whole bunch of weight and wondering how the hell did I get here. And while it's so important to be positive and believe you can, it's also important to be humble and know that you've never got this... Completely licked, It's going to take a battle, and as a fat yeah. person, <laughs> as a lifelong fat person, I need to treat this like it's an, uh, you know Alcoholics Anonymous or something. I need to stand uh, humble and re- realize that if I take my eye on off the ball, my body wants to be a certain weight, and I have to keep it at this weight because if I don't, if I ignore it, it's going to start to creep up behind my back. Yeah, and that's what's hard for mm-hmm. me. And when you start letting yourself down and you get bummed out about it, suddenly your mind plays tricks. Oh, you don't need to go on the mat today. What's the point? You know, you gained weight, so just take today off, and they will figure it out later. As always, you'll figure it out later. But it gets to a point where yeah. your health starts deteriorating worse, and that later is now no longer a choice, but now I have to wait till later because I can't physically do this right now. And then it just goes away, the, the, the thought, because you don't think about it at all, and you accept where you're at. And that's dangerous. I find for me, being in touch with this community and being in touch with the people that I'm closest to in this community is my daily check-in to remember why I'm doing this and remember where I came from and remember where I want to get back to. And real quick, and then I I want to ask you something about this. When I started on this radio show, I was a lot senior than I was right now. And we had Crystal. I mean, not Crystal. When I first started was Robert, who's always been as thin as a rail, Dallas Page, who's <laughs> 60 years young and a friggin' machine. And then there was Stacy, yep. who was overweight, and she had crushed it, gotten down to her goal weight, and was just doing amazing. And I almost felt like a hypocrite at first because I know that I was still struggling. I wasn't where they were at. Then I realized that my role in the show isn't the perfect, you know, fitness, you know, uh, the slim guy, the, the jack-60-year-old, or the down-to-goal weight, you know, uh, woman. My role was to meet every guy that battles daily with his weight because that's where I am and that's who I represent. And when we started the show and when we replaced uh, Stacy and Robert when they had other things they had to do, um, I wanted to bring you in because I know that you speak to so many people being a woman and, and you know, you have your, your your medical issues that you speak to so many people. And I know Hayden is at a different place than you and I are. And I think it's so awesome yeah. that on the show we can represent so many groups of people And be honest about it. Like, I'm letting you know that I am not in my best shape right now at all, by far. No. But I feel like talking to somebody out there, letting them know that it's okay that I'm here and I'm going to battle back with your help, Crystal, with Hayden's help, and with the people listening's help.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I think one of the greatest things about um, being here or being at the Team DDP Yoga site or the Facebook site or the – center or really dallas has assembled this huge you know community of people and i mean we at any given time you can find somebody that's either been in the boat has just gotten out of the boat has gotten back on the boat i mean it doesn't really matter i mean it's it, as long as you decide and these are where these words come in again. Um, are you going to make this an option or are you going to make yourself a priority, your success a priority? Or are you just going to say enough is enough? I deserve to feel the best I can possibly feel. Not necessarily be skinny because that's not, not everybody wants that. Uh, you know, we all, but what we do all want is we all want to be healthier. And I think that's really important. Skinny doesn't mean healthy, but we do. All of us here, I think, we just want to be healthier versions of who we are. Yeah, and I mean, we're surrounded by a great group of people. Yeah, yeah. You actually, you sent sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I think it's really cool. That it's um, you and Hayden and I, because not only are we three very diverse people, um, but we're all, all a very strong part of, you know, what's happening around us here in this community that Dallas has built. But we also represent three different countries, so we have different aspects of, you know, what's going on in food or health or, you know, just whatever the case is going on in three different countries. I mean, that's impressive. It's impressive.
2: It it really is. And you talked about all the different people that we represent. You sent out an email today um, that I haven't responded to yet, and I'm just opening it right now because I, I have, like, I just have so many freaking people I have to get back to. I might, first of all, I'd like to apologize real quick. If, I, if you've messaged me out there and I haven't gotten back to you, uh, my dad had a really big surgery this week, and I've been kind of stressed out, and I kind of have just ignored everybody wow. because that's what I do when things get serious. I kind of just shut down. <laughs> I can face anything okay. unless it gets serious, and then I just shut down. But I actually saw your email, and I wanted to save it for the air because I think uh, this oh. is awesome. Um, you uh are kind of you oversee the team DDP yoga site which has been a staple in the uh, Dp yoga community for you know as long as this company has been Dp yoga even before that it was team yrg uh, right. yeah, dot com um, and you want to talk about a diverse group of people you just uh you know which I'm sure you're part of the, your job is to to guide people to TeamDDPYoga.com dot com and we just hit slightly over 76,000 members yeah. on TeamDDPYoga.com, and it is a community like no other, and it's such an it's amazing, amazing group of people. And the best part about yeah. it is, and I've said this before, you think of every Yoga success story, Robert, uh, you know, uh, Robert, of course. Robert's on there, but he was never you know, overweight. <laughs> but um, uh, Arthur, <laughs> Stacy, Sparky, yep. just everybody, yep. Dave Worth. You know, everybody who's on the posters today, everybody who's on the brochures, in the flyers, on the website, we didn't pull them off a of fitness yeah. model agency. Their story is available yep. for you to see from their very first day on TeamGDPYoga.com. And anyone who wants to call bullshit on yoga, you know how a lot of those fitness companies will you know, post models and post them on their website. We're not fitness models. These people came from DDP Yoga, Team DDP Yoga. You can see them on their first day and where they are now. Yep. And you can guide their journey and take advice from people in real time as achieved achieve their successes. Yeah, we keep
1: it real over
2: there. True story. Yep, it's it really is. It's amazing. And we talk about the community aspect of things, but I know you're over there all the time. It's not just the community. There's all kinds of... You know, blog posts and recipes, if you're looking for something healthy that fits into the DDP Yoga guidelines, you don't need to go scouring the net. There's a group of people you can join on Team DDP Yoga, and they swap and share recipes that are friggin' amazing. Yeah,
1: and I mean, holy cow, it is a place all on its own. You know what I mean? It's one of those places, and if you don't feel like jumping in the chat, but you notice that there's someone in there that you want to talk to, you can private message them just like you could anywhere else. I, it's a great, it's a, I find it's just a great, great place to be. It's supportive. It's, you know, it's wonderful. It's a great outlet and it's a great place to start because holy cow, there is a wealth of information and in sitting in there. Like you said, Mike, you know, that's where so many people started. You know, some people Mm -hmm. have moved on to bigger and better things, but really for the most part, that's where at one point or another, that's where everyone started. Everybody who came through the doors came through there at some point.
2: And if that's not enough, if you go through the archives of TeamDDPYoga.com's videos, you can see Michael D. Mullins, myself himself, <laughs> attempts his very first Black Crow, egged on by the Boston bad boy, Chris Gabarino, and Diamond oh, Dallas Page. And the thing is, when they had me try it, I first of all, I wasn't physically in quite yet condition to pull it off, but I tried it, and I was wearing the tightest friggin' jeans that have ever existed <laughs> on a man. And I was wearing these uh, rock rock and roll style like high like boots like brown but, leather rocker <laughs> boots. If you want a good laugh, watch me struggling those jeans and those boots to try to get up for the black crow while DDP and Gabarino are laughing their ass off in the background. Uh, <laughs>
1: that is available somewhere.
2: Oh. <laughs> But,
1: to yeah,
2: be on everybody's Christmas cards. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Congratulations uh, on, on that, because I know you work hard uh, over there. It's um, it's a great place.
1: It's a great place, and you know, over the years, yes, traffic comes and goes, and you know, up and down, and but the one thing that never changes is it. Uh, the support, the support never changes. It's such an amazing place to be. Yeah. When yeah, I,
2: when I first joined, um, oh, sorry, when I first joined, uh, Robert had sent out a, a message, and they were all excited because they had just passed twenty five hundred on TeamTDPoga. So it's amazing to see that kind of growth just since I've been involved. Yeah,
1: 76,000 and change. I forget what the number yeah. was this morning, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Pretty awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And everyone's super supportive over there, too, so don't be afraid. If you have any questions that you need answered in real time, you don't want to go on Facebook, you don't want to go on the, the, the boards and stuff, just hit up on uh, TeamDDPYoga.com. There's so many cool people who are willing to answer questions for you.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Um, we got a couple questions here on, the the phone lines Woo-hoo. are lit up. I believe, um, uh, looking through the, oh, real quick. I got to go over. I told, I told DDP I would do the, um, the upcoming workshops and stuff. I know we got the DDP yeah. retreat coming up, all kinds of stuff happening. Um, let me just pull this up right here. As I'm saying, oh, I'm so, so cool. unprepared. Um, ah. And Josh McAdoo, I want to say hello to you because he's in town visiting uh, everyone at the Performance Center, and, and Josh is my buddy, and he is giving me a whole ton of shit about not coming down to see him in the van. You <laughs> know, I'm six hours away, but maybe you could give me a little bit more notice than a day because in the real world, we can't take off on vacation and then on a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> there so, you go. Um, <laughs> but... um. <laughs>
2: The upcoming workshops, I just want to go over this real quick, and then I'm going to grab a caller here. Um, uh, all right. Um, as you guys know, uh, Dallas Page does all kinds of uh, live and in-person workshops. Um, there's a bunch coming up here. Um, of course, we talked about the El Dorado real, uh July 15th yep. to the 21st. We've done this on the show before. We've talked about it. You know what's up, the DDP Yoga retreat extravaganza. If you want in, you're running out of time really quickly. So uh, you're going to want to get on, on the mat. ddpyogaretreat.com, El Dorado, Seaside Suites, Tulum, Mexico, the best time you will ever have on vacation, bar none, yoga treat, retreat, my ass. It's a DDP yoga retreat, and there is right. fun, there is cocktails, there is sun, there is partying. It ain't your mama's yoga retreat, so uh, keep that in mind. Also, June 11th, this is coming up right around the corner of the Life Man Institute in Timonium, Maryland. The Inspiration Meets Perspiration Workshop uh, we've been there quite a few times now, and it always goes really well, and it always sells out. So if you want to get on there, uh, get on dpoglerworkshops.com um, to book your spot. And also coming up June 23rd in Worcester, Mass., uh, my old stomping ground. I'm a Boston kid myself. Uh, June 23rd at Massive Comic Con, the DCU Center in Worcester, Diamond Dallas Page is doing an Inspiration these Perspiration Workshop, and he's appearing at the Comic Con. So how what's better oh, than that? Cool. Have a little fun. Yeah. You dress up in your little donkey costumes and do some D V P yoga. How's that? <laughs> uh all right. I'm gonna grab a call right here because uh, I just realized awesome. that he's been hanging on for a while. Sometimes they get going and then I forget to uh all right. Uh nine one oh area code. I believe that's North Carolina. Yes. Hey,
0: hang on man. Hey! Hey, what's going on, Martin? Hey, Chris, how you doing? This- Everyone out there, uh, how you guys doing?
2: Good. How, hey, are, how you? are you? Is this is, this, is this George. Ah, uh, yeah, hey, it's George. Oh, I I recognize your voice. How we are you? We had a boy? long
0: conversation last week. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes.
2: it was great. Absolute, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: How great. are you, man? Oh, I'm doing all right. Um. Uh, I, I was listening to what you were talking about earlier about starting with injuries and, and everything and what have you. And I don't think I've ever actually told you my story, have I? Like the full story.
2: Um, I don't know. Trust me. I, you
0: you may have, but let's It's yeah. it. All right. So um, I hurt my neck while working for Walmart in about 2005. And um, they pretty much told me to ignore the pain and find another line of work. The mm-hmm. doctors, so I went and got mm-hmm. all depressed. And uh, if you like sit straight up and you scrunch your shoulders up as if you're shrugging your shoulders and you go all the way as high as you can, I was stuck like that from mm-hmm. April, asking uh, from, from October to April, and it wouldn't Ooh. come down. So it, it messed my neck up pretty bad. Um, as you can imagine, that put me into a massive depression. I Yeah, pretty much what I did did from there was I got cold and callous, ignored my family, went down a downward hill, tried to make my wife leave me, which didn't work. Um, I sat on my behind playing World of Warcraft, eating Hot Pockets and drinking Coke, and I went from having a six-pack to 290 pounds with no way out. And I just kept getting worse and worse. They started having to give me medicine for this. And I was having chronic headaches, which is probably because I was so dehydrated from all I was drinking was coke. My teeth were starting to rot out of my face, which I ended up getting fixed. But I had to get that fixed and you name it. Like every medical condition you could think of that was coming from where I could go from there, I was telling I was pre- getting ready to be pre-diabetic. It um, depends thing when, um, we're all this. Um, I have an autistic uh, son and I have an ADHD daughter who was born into this time. And I was taking care of my mom, who was dying of MRSA. Oh. And as you can imagine, I had all that responsibility. I was a stay-at-home dad, and I was trying to do that. And it just kept dragging on me and dragging on me. And then uh, I've I heard about DDP yoga for years. You know, I'm a huge, I've been a DDP fan since, you know, I was a kid, plain and simple. You know, he's always my favorite. But it wasn't ready, you know, it's one of those things where if you're not ready to do something, you just right. push it off, push it out, and I know about it, whatever, you know. I was so out of it that I really wanted to die. I expected to be dead, by I was 50. I'm only 33 right now. You know, I expected I was going to be dead by now. Um, wow. And I just, I, yeah, I just didn't care. I just was ready to, you know, go. I I didn't want my wife to watch me suffer, and so I tried to chase her away didn't work. <laughs> she looks at me and says, uh to death do us part means to death do us part. So yeah. That's I have a good, good one. For there. her. Um, That's, but um, it put her in a depression too. I mean, taking care of me, she has problems from the military, she has no cartilage in her knees, it's all bone on bone. So I mean she shot three hundred pounds herself. Uh like two ninety or something. She was just right, right there. there. I mean uh we both lost all the way from B to But like I was saying wow. was um I wasn't. I wasn't ready. And then I saw Chris uh, Jericho do the uh, talk about the right after he um, come back. Come back after that injury. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking fact, you know, I can. I think I can remember when it was. It was like right before WrestleMania, around WrestleMania time of 2012. Um, see, right before that had happened. I was taking, going to my friend uh, to watch a movie. I don't remember what the movie was. And I, uh, the sun was shining on the glass from the door to go into the building. And I saw my reflection. And I had mantids. There's no better way to put this. <laughs> um, I moves whatever. I had them. And I saw it. <laughs> and, and in my mind, when I looked in the mirror, while I knew I was fat, I still saw that skinny six-pack kid that I was. And it was like a new, it was like, a, you know, like a snap me back out of it moment. I guess that that was my defining moment that I went, this can't be, I, I can't go down like this. Um, uh-huh. and I, so I started paying attention to things. I went out and bought a whole gym. Uh, I was trying to have 20 pounds on that. And then I saw that Christian thing talking about DDP yoga. And I went,
2: Oh yeah.
0: So I went and, um, Uh, I found Arthur, and I was looking online about it, and I found Arthur's video, and that was it. I showed it to my wife. I showed it to my mother. And I went, and I saved the money, and I went and ordered it. I started about July 9th or 10th of 2012. Um, I'm calling up on my five-year anniversary. Um, When I first started, the first two weeks, we were just doing the energy-free on CGP Yoga. Like you said, everyone goes through there. Everyone starts there. That's why I did my, yep. I like two weeks of that because that was right during the backlash time when Dallas was frantically trying to give everyone their DVDs and they were out of stock. So he was willing to come in and get them shipped and he's sitting there getting paper cuts and sending them off to everyone. Um oh, yeah. that little, thing. yeah, it was I doing a little stint of when um, I had, I had on the backlog to get mine. So when I finally got it, in the meantime I was doing energy and breathing and, I don't know, maybe wake up, I don't know, whatever was on the website at the time. Yeah, and, they uh, there was a couple sites on the website. That well, they were waiting.
2: I remember yep. that, yeah. They had a few on the website. Yeah, it's
0: actually, energy is still there. Energy is still there. Classic energy is still there, to so this day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. But, uh, so I, I did that at first, and I lost some weight, and I took my pictures when it came in, when I had the whole program, I seen everything I had to do. I did that. That was on July 28, 2012. Um, but that this point it looked like it was starting to come up for me, and in a way it was, but at the same time, about that point in my life, things started going dramatically bad. Um, you bet it was bad beforehand. Um, my mom, who was an LPN, who was work uh, and was uh, a nurse, um, worked in geriatrics and uh, uh, was actually the head nurse, a charge nurse, as um, over the RNs, which was pretty funny. Um, this this was something of my mom. Now, what I hadn't told you was was she had been, she contracted MRSA in about the '80s from working there, and they didn't know what it was at the time, really. And that was, not was that the way they do now, and in in later in the '90s and what have you. Um, they just gave her the antibiotic and went away. Oh, and then you're gone, you're good, you know. They didn't know what was going on you never gonna lose it. They had come back uh-huh. in about '99, 2000, and it ended up. By the time I graduated high school, they had amputated all of my mom's toes. I graduated in 2002, mind you. Um, they, got, they amputated all of her toes, cut her tendon, and eventually had to amputate one of her legs. Um, and then after that, she had to have triple uh, bypass surgery. And this is right before I went into my major depression, And what I had told you about. And she um, had to have um, her gallbladder removed because she, she had gallstones inside the wall. Was it any? Lemon, the size of her golf ball. I had a little bit of immediate emergency surgery. So, um, and then I had that whole question she told you about where I played World of Warcraft, ignored everyone, blah, blah, blah. So, fast forward to July 2012, you know, starting to get into the, I think it was about September, right before, yeah, about September time. She started getting really sick and kept going in the hospital, and her white count was elevated. And my mom's very intelligent. She started not acting like herself, but she'd like, get dementia-like symptoms, but it wasn't dementia. Nobody could figure out what it was. She was a type 1 diabetic as well, so you know, her blood sugar would shoot through the roof. i seen her go to like 2,000-plus blood sugar, and you know, and she was still oh conscious. At how that's possible, I don't know. I obviously jumped down to 6. Yeah, it was wow. going crazy. We kept going in the, uh, the emergency room, and she'd be in there for a couple of days days send her home it kept going back and forth like this and she kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I remember this clearly. It was uh, Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, 2012. And she took my daughter's, um, Peter shore and she put it into a, um, a pot in, in the plastic container and tried to boil it for no reason. And she's just picking a fight. I'm trying to figure out what the heck she was doing. Um, we get into a massive fight. My sister had come to visit and it was just, it was a mess. Um, Three days later, I get woken up from my wife that my mom's making this crackling, breathing noise and it's coming really bad for her bed. And uh, I ran in there to see what was wrong and my mom had the death battle. Um, I didn't know what it was at the time. Um, I kept telling her that she wanted me to call 911 and she said, uh, no, let me go. And I'm like, mom, I'm not holding you. I didn't realize at the time she was saying, let me die. Um, she kept saying, Let me go, let me go. Um it wasn't registering with me. I call nine one one, I'm on the phone with her, uh, on them, I'm trying they're getting paramedics there, I'm talking to my mom and my mom goes to cardiac arrest and dies in my arms. Um oh. <clears throat> Yeah, so I panic, I freeze. Um I, I just I watched the life leaf arise. I had nightmares, I still have nightmares about that. Um I, I froze over her. And they're trying to tell me to do CPR, and I couldn't function. I, you know, imagine your mom dying in your arms. See how you're gonna function, right? Um, yeah. My wife pushes me aside. Her military training kind of takes over a little bit. They have her on. She's on the phone with 911. They tell her how to do the CPR. She starts doing it. Well, she already knew how to do some of it, but they, you know, they're walking her through what to do. And then um, next thing I know, uh, a police officer storms through my front door, races into my mom's bedroom, pushes my wife out of the way takes over with that next thing I know I have literally 19 to 20 paramedic vehicles on my lawn and, um, they're all in there working on my mom. Um, they bring her back. Yeah. And, this is, and I'm not even to the bad part yet. <laughs> so <laughs> they bring her back and, um, but she had no air for about six or 10 minutes. We're not really sure how long, even to now we don't know. Um, she ended up getting some brain damage from it. Uh, what she got was, um, no emotional control and she had some short term memory loss issues. Um, she was in the hospital. Uh, they had her on a respirator, did all that. They got her off. She was okay. She came home, finally woke up still completely. I mean, she understood what happened when we talked to her, but she was not right. Um, she didn't really remember saying in uh, that whole conversation we had, when she told me to let her go, none of that. Um, in fact, she didn't remember the last month. Um, and then two days later after she got home from the hospital, she had went into a cardiac arrest again, and we had to rush her to the hospital again. And then she was in the hospital from uh, uh, about my birthday, which is December 1st, till the end of January. Every time I tried to take her off the respirator, they had, they, they were being stupid. And they had her hands tied down because they had a feeding tube in her, and she kept trying to pull the feeding tube out. So they keep her tied down. So when they pulled the respirator out, she'd start coughing. And when she coughed, all of that, all, you know, all junk that's in your lungs and respirator in the feeding tube, she'd aspirate on it. So they'd oh. go on the rest again. So that, they made me sign a, after like the fourth time this happened, they made me sign a, 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 a do not resuscitate order. Um, you know that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I was shaking when I did it, and um, I finally told them though, but if they don't um, do her hands, so that she can cough and turn, and what have you, because visual, she couldn't turn because so you she you were laying on your back, coughing all that stuff up out of your your stomach right into your lungs. Um, so I made them have to the, you know get her going there. She was able to stamp it out. I was right. She came out of it. But she still was having this issue where she was constantly sick. Um, uh, you know, she didn't remember anything. She had to get an internal defibrillator put in. And finally, when she got to come home in January, she, again, she was never the same. Every two months, she'd end up back in the hospital. Same problem. White count elevated. And, you know, white count elevated. And, you know, everything keeps going. And it gets going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No one could tell me what was wrong with her, so I'm dealing with this from and and, and still doing my DDP yoga. That's what kept me going. Um, I lost, so I went down to about 100 and was it 85 pounds? I dropped down to from 280. So during all this time, I'm going through that. My mom behind me, you know, when she's not knowing what's going on, and a blood sugar's not dropping or going 200 to or 2,000 or down to, um, you know eleven, six, five. Um, we're going through this whole trouble every like, every time she's home, she's home for like three days to a week back in the hospital. We're doing this and then she's ended up having more heart attacks and this, that and the other. Um uh then two thousand thirteen on my birthday, she has to she was in the hospital. Mursa came back in her hand and on a, she was right handed on her index and when they had to amputate half the finger. Then again, back and forth to the hospital. So again, forward to all, 2014, and we're going back every, like I said, once or twice a week, she's back in the hospital. Paramedics were getting tired of seeing me. I was getting attitudes from all of them, telling me that I need to put her in a home or something, and I swore I'd never do that to her. She used to work, you know, I said, she was the charge nurse. I promised never to put her in one. That was a promise I made when I was five years old. Um, and so we're going back and forth. Um... Then back forward to uh, 2014 at around uh, uh, Halloween time. And my mom is so sick, she can't stop throwing up. She doesn't feel good. And this woman, as you can imagine, fought to go to ho- not to go to the hospital because she was so tired of being in them. At, at this point, I guess you all could imagine how often she's in them. And uh, she, um, she begged to go. That's how bad she was feeling. So we got her. they sent her home because people around here were really retarded to hospitals around here. But uh, we ended up going back later that day again, and they admitted her. She had Marissa back through a big uh, her other leg. In fact, it was a point where they needed to amputate the other leg immediately. Um, so now she's a dual uh, amputee. At that point, I couldn't take care of her until she got the flowing out of her leg and got you know, a second prosthetic and could move around. There's just no way I could take care of her at home. So I had to temporarily, with her permission, put her into a home. It was only supposed to be temporary for rehab. Well, I don't uh, really know all the details of what happened there as much. I haven't talked to her a lot, but she'd go out of it. Her sugar would be skyrocketing. She'd still have the infection. She'd end up pulling, scratching stitches out of her leg, falling down. I find out later... After the fact that she had a stroke and no one told me, um, you name it, everything that should go wrong went wrong. Um, now, they're telling me my mom's going to... And then they told me she has endocarditis, an infection around her heart, which they presume to be MRSA, and that there is no... that. that Uh, she is not a candidate for surgery, which could save her life because she's so fragile and frail at this point. My mom Mm -hmm. was literally like 90 pounds at this point. You know, she was just... And she, my mom, I'm looking at pictures I have in the house, and in one year, she aged 30 years. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's bad. Um, So it kept going that. They told me my mom was going to die and to prepare for it. I had to sit there and tell this conversation to my mother, and my mom looked at me point blank in my eyes because she was very lucid at this point and said I understand I have one request I do everything you can I don't care She made me promise never to keep me alive on a machine I don't care if you to keep me alive on a machine I am not to die at Christmas time that is not the time that yeah I want Lucas and Lauren which are my kids and Jenny and you to remember when I go that's my mom for you. She's sitting there dying, and she's thinking about everyone else besides herself. So, I had saw my mom. She was doing okay. I wanted to get ready to go visit her for Christmas and give her a present, and she got rushed to the uh, uh, to Raleigh at Wake Med um, uh, from the, uh, Spring Lake, North Carolina. So it's about two-hour drive. Um, she was so out of it, and so with it, they told her that me that I need to put her in hospice. So I reluctantly agreed. Um, we came back. She put her back in that, in that nursing home place. She went in hospice. And I find out later they didn't give her her insulin as a type 1 diabetic for, for being in hospice. And I told them, I thought being in hospice meant you kept them comfortable. How is a diabetic not <laughs> getting insulin kept comfortable? Right? All right. So right. now we're on January seventh, two 2015. And my mom, I went to see my mom, and she had been out of it. Obviously, with her blood sugar being that high, as you would imagine, with no insulin, she really wasn't with it. She was, getting, she was going. And um, I was crying, and I was telling her goodbye. And um, she snapped back into it, looked me in the eyes, and told me I had nothing to be sorry for, that I had given her everything, that I was her everything, and that the kids and Jenny were her everything, and, you know, thank you for everything. And she asked me to do two things before, you know, two things. Um, I was working on buying the house, which I am doing now, working on trying to find one and getting it. She wanted me to do it because she had never owned her own home, she want, and I was working on it. She wanted me to do that. And second, I had never given my wife a honeymoon, and our 10-year anniversary was coming up. And me and her had planned for my fifth anniversary that on the 10th one that we were going to surprise my wife and give her a honeymoon. Um, we were going to stay together, and we were going to do it. She says, I can't no longer help you with that. I want you to still figure out a way to get it done. And I swore on her going to do it. And then she snapped back from being into it after she kissed me and told me, thank you. Um, I went to take the kids back to see her that night to say goodbye to themselves. And she was completely out of it. <sighs> she wouldn't even hug them. Really? We had a fight with her to get her to hug the kids. And then, um, cause she was, she was so gone. And then, uh, A day and a half later, uh, about in the morning of January 9th, I got a call telling me I need to go see her to say goodbye. Me and my wife, she had work in the morning. We were just like, you know, we already said our goodbyes. We can't see her like this. Not again. So we waited. My wife went to work. Um, And I got another call at about 9 o'clock in the morning saying I need to get there now. And something in my stomach told me I needed to get there. I called my best friend. He said, let me get a shower. I'll be right there. As he's pulling up into my driveway at 927, I get a call 30 seconds prior that she passed away at 924. And I fell apart. I fell apart. I'm sorry. Literally, my friend doesn't hug anybody. He wouldn't let go of me. Because his father had just died from cancer a few years prior. And that restarted my downhill spiral. Like I said, I had went through a lot. I had started regaining through that whole year, and then last year I had started. Re- I mean, I was still doing my DDP yoga, but I was half eating, half-assed my eating, my my workouts. I was doing the uh, YRG uh, diamond, uh, double Up diamond classic twice a week, working out five, six days a week, busting my behind. You know, I like I, said, I had dropped to 185. I was, I was smoking, and I was doing really good, and then everything fell apart. I started, you know, I think. During the summer of uh, 2016, I took a case of beer by myself. Like, I was gone. I just didn't care anymore. I was so out of it. And um, I slowly started gaining the weight back. I had gotten back to 220 pounds. And, um, yeah, I just didn't care. Um, And I went from working out to doing all the hard workouts of, you know, Six days a week to doing an energy twice a week in a red hot core or once a week. How's that you know, really going to help anybody?
2: Right. Well, in those moments, sometimes, despite you know always wanting to put your health first, sometimes you have responsibilities yeah. that take you away from that, and you need to be able to forgive yourselves in those moments too for not yeah. focusing on you, because there are other responsibilities, and you're going through hell right now. You need to be there for your mother. You need to be there for your wife and your family. Sometimes, you know, you need to be able to rationalize why I have to step back a little bit. And, you know,
0: it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. a balance. I, I and obviously. So, but, all right, so after that, um, I, I pushed through. I'm still doing stuff. DDP came out with 2.0, the DDP Yoga, the app, the whole nine yards. I, mm-hmm. you know, I got the app free, I got the app free because, uh, for the first, what, what, month, 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 yeah. because, you know, mm-hmm. I had the YRG disc whatever. I started back on the program. I started, you know, I mean, I started actually pushing myself to It's something new. It's not something repetitive. I've done a billion times, but let's hit it. I did it. I got started getting my head back on, but I still wasn't eating right. And that that was the major thing. Um, I ended up buying my, this, I got this house. I owned that. Finished that promise to my mother. And then I took my wife last year to, I told her, I told her about it. I was like, this is why I promised my mom. This is what we had to surprise for you. Where do you want to go? She picked WrestleMania. Well, my anniversary was April 3rd, which happened to be on WrestleMania last year. So we saved up two income taxes to go. We went and uh, I got to the mini workshop with Dallas, see Dallas, that, Invigorated me to start getting my butt in gear and uh, do you know, it was actually on my anniversary, which is funny. And then he gets to be a me, and it was incredible. Um, we did all that, and I'm starting, I, I got, I'm starting working my weight back down. I got to about 190, and then it got around Christmas time again. And all I could think about was every time Christmas happens, this is when mom got sick, this is when she ended up in the hospital. I started was you my workouts but just you're not eating right and Dallas says and he's completely right you can't outwork a shitty diet i don't care how hard you nah. work you can't yeah. outwork a shitty diet i would do i have I, to put that in perspective i was almost at a year of red hot core 6 times a week 2.0 Ooh. every day i am now at, since january 28th till now i have done it every day i am on i'm on, we, I'm on okay. middle of week 72 of Red hot core Wow. <laughs> so, so, so with that great. perspective there you cannot outwork a shitty diet I really? um, I had got back to 200 and then I made uh, New Year's Eve of this past year I said no more I'm getting my life back now I was really about to hit a, a really rough spot for me because my mom on the 9th which happened to be my half sister's birthday so that's fun um, <laughs> that week sucked, but I, I pushed through it. Um, I, I, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this. And I was 200 pounds on January 1st. I am now 166.8 pounds uh, as of the other day. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud um, of you. Awesome. I got invited to the That's transformation true. summit this year. I uh, was 179 at that point. And if you put through the math, I have lost 13 pounds since the summit. Um, wow! GDP has written fire under my ass, like uh, you have no idea. That whole <laughs> seeing everyone, the whole inspiration there—it's been such a fire oh, under my ass right now. You have no idea. Um, that's that's I'm we almost, got three minutes left. It's gonna bump us
2: off, man. Just to, just, just so you know, oh, I'm sorry. it'll kick us off in three minutes here. So um,
0: just didn't want you to like have to get cut off mid-story. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll end this quick. Um, so, as I was saying, everyone has the problem they have with with emotional gravity and pulling them down. But uh, I, I'm I'm on. I'm I'm doing great right now. In fact, I made Dallas a damn yesterday, and he's proud of me. but I posted my pictures up on from uh, yesterday and the DDP Yoga Group. And um awesome. I Went from 290 to that. Um, That's amazing. I started my certification I'm... in February, and I have one and a half steps away from being finished and I'm planning to be done by July when I'm going back to the, when I'm going back to the PC. So. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Trushing in that, you know what what we were going to talk. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Crystal. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say that kind of proves what we were trying to say earlier is you're never too perfect to be able to stumble and you're never, you always have to stay humble and also, when you do stumble, it's not the end. You, there, there's no finality. There's no, I'm cured from this, no. and there's no, everything sucks. You can come back from anything, and you can have to be humble enough to know that you could fall, too.
0: Yeah. As YogaDoc says, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right.
2: And, and I hope, I hope my be the out there help somebody
0: who's, you know, either they've done it in the past or they're getting ready to do it. Um it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. It matters how many times you get back up. When you get back up, take that That's ball right. and run. Yeah. True story. Absolutely. Thank
2: you, uh, George, very much for, for sharing that with us. That's a real inspiring oh, story. And you went through absolutely. a whole shit storm of, of a time period and you came out the other side. You can hear in your voice, how, how much, you know, you feel you've accomplished and changed, uh, and grown from that. So thank you so much. We got a minute 30 left. Uh, Crystal, if you want to uh, wrap things up. You want to have anything, any yeah. final uh, words or inspiration? Or
1: Well, you know, I was just thinking about that amazing story that George shared with us. And, you know, it, 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 we all have something. There's, there's always something. And, you know, Mike, you and I have talked a million different times about, you know, there's a million different ways that I could probably justify not working out. Because of my situation. But that's the proof is in the pudding. The proof is always getting up and just dealing with what's in front of you. Just get your workout done. And then, you know what? If it's worth picking up afterwards, you can pick up where you dropped everything when you went to the mat. Life, you're Absolutely. always going to have to deal with something. Yeah, you're always going to have to deal.
2: Absolutely. Um, that's that's the moral of the show. Always stay humble. Always stay focused. Always be looking to grow because life can take any one of us down to our knees in an instant. And uh, as George yeah. proved, he could have stayed in the in the mud and just soaked in the negativity and, and the depression, or he could rise and you know make his mother proud, make his family proud, and come out a better man because of it. We have five seconds later. DTV Radio live next week, Wednesday night. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by page. Oh! Into the diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're
1: going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your
2: life. Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.